This is the EPLOG audio experience. The views, thoughts and opinions expressed are the host's own and do not represent the views, thoughts and opinions of EPLOG Media Private Limited. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes and or entertainment purposes only. Listener discretion advised. This is a story of a woman who although was born into wealth and luxury she still had her feet placed firmly on the ground she went on to become the first lady of the united states at a time when the role was to be simple wives who stood behind their husbands host parties and choose room decor but this particular first lady decided that that was not what she was going to do she significantly changed the influence and responsibilities of the role this is a story of eleanor roosevelt the greatest first lady the united states has ever seen on the spiritual fact that man must have freedom in which to develop his full stature and through common effort to raise the level of human dignity born on the 11th of october 1884 in new york city Eleanor came from the prominent Roosevelt family. Her uncle was the US president Theodore Roosevelt. As she was born into immense wealth and privileged, she was automatically a part of New York's high society. But this didn't mean that life was always easy for Eleanor. By the time she was 14, she had lost her mother, father, and younger brother. and had to be raised by her grandmother as a teenager she was extremely insecure about her looks she suffered from low self esteem and considered herself as an ugly duckling but at the same time she understood that somebody's worth was not to be based on their physical attributes in 1905 she married the future us president franklin roosevelt But Eleanor's work started much before she moved into the White House. She took advantage of her position as a member of New York's high society to raise awareness and act about the issues of the poor. She joined the Consumers League to investigate the working conditions of daily wage laborers and campaigned for higher wages and safer conditions for them. During World War 1, she became a Red Cross volunteer. She visited hospitals where wounded soldiers were being treated and sought funding for them and their families. If we turn away from the needs of others, we align ourselves with those forces which are bringing about this suffering and which we must eventually try to defeat. Remember In this country the gift must be based on your ability to give. Nobody but you can be the judge of what you are able to do. But let it be more than you have before thought you could give to others. In the 1920s she became active in the Democratic Party's social reform organizations. She began raising funds for various social issues. such as minimum wage, 
women's equality and the abolition of child labor. Through this, she created several contacts within the Democratic Party, which would help her husband climb up the ranks of the government. In 1929, during the Great Depression, Franklin was voted as governor of the state of New York. Eleanor traveled throughout the state to give speeches on his behalf and inspect the conditions that people were living in. She would report back to Franklin and advise him on policymaking as such. In 1933, Eleanor became the first lady of the United States when her husband was elected as president. At first, she was reluctant to take the role. Till now, the role of a first lady was very limited. Most of them let their husbands run the country while they stayed back, entertained and took care of the kids. But Eleanor did not want to end her activism there. She set out to redefine the role of the first lady. She used the opportunity and her even bigger platform to start conversations regarding various social justice issues at a global level. Her husband's administration, however, did not like this. Many of them were racists and misogynists. They disliked Eleanor's liberal views and her outspoken nature. But she didn't pay them any attention. With her own conviction as well as her husband's support, Eleanor set out to change the world. As First Lady, she held regular press conferences where she barred male reporters and only allowed female reporters. She spoke at national party conventions and other official conferences where in those days, you wouldn't expect the First Lady to address the audience. She also served as her husband's eyes and ears to the real world. She drove herself around the country, spoke to the American people and asked them directly about the problems and challenges they face on a daily basis. Eleanor did this so often that in the first four years of her husband's presidency, she was averaging 40,000 miles a year. She would return to Washington and report her findings on the conditions of the American people to her husband. From her travels, Eleanor learned that World War I veterans and Depression-era workers were yet to receive their pensions and due diligence. These observations were crucial to help make the New Deal. The New Deal was a program which aimed to provide relief for the unemployed, recovery of the economy and reformation of the financial system. But perhaps one of the most progressive things that Eleanor did in her time was learn of the racism people of color in America faced. Upon hearing about their struggles, she advocated for civil rights and called for an end to segregation. She made the people of color in the US feel heard and gained their trust and friendship. She broke tradition by inviting hundreds of black people to the White House and organized additional funding and infrastructural development in black areas. She defied segregation laws 
by sitting in between white and black people during a meeting. Her outward support for people of color gained her the title of being the most controversial first lady of all time. Many racist people did not appreciate her advocacy for civil rights. At one point, the continued support she lent to people of color made the Ku Klux Klan put a $25,000 bounty on her head. But this only increased her activism and her desire to make a change. It made her realize the need to educate the other American people on the true suffrage the people of color and women face. She began writing a daily newspaper column called My Day. In the column, she discussed current affairs and advocated for women's empowerment and racial equality. The column clocked in more than a million readers and Eleanor wrote the column almost every day. She donated all the proceeds from her My Day column as well as her first lady salary to charity. In the 1930s, racism against Jewish people was spreading like wildfire in Europe. The Nazis were ruthlessly executing them and the Jewish population was slowly declining. In response, Eleanor advocated to allow Jewish people to immigrate to the United States. She personally funded their passages and donated to organizations that were aiding Jewish refugees. On the day after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, the United States declared war on Japan and officially entered World War II. That day, Eleanor gave a radio address in which she calmed the fears of American people and encouraged them to support the president in the war effort. In the absence of men, as they were all going to war, she encouraged women to fill their roles in factories and white-collar jobs. She even visited American army camps in the South Pacific to increase morale. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> I'm speaking to you tonight at a very serious moment in our history. By tomorrow morning, the members of Congress will have a full report and be ready for action. In the meantime, we, the people, are already prepared for action. We know what we have to face, and we know that we are ready to face it. I should like to say just a word to the women in the country tonight. I have a boy at sea on a destroyer. For all I know, he may be on his way to the Pacific. Many of you all over this country have boys in the services who will now be called upon to go into action. You have friends and families in what has suddenly become a danger zone. You cannot escape anxiety. You cannot escape a clutch of fear at your heart. And yet I hope that the certainty of what we have to meet will make you rise above these fears. We must go about our daily business more determined than ever to do the ordinary things as well as we can. And when we find a way to do anything more in our communities to help others, to build morale, to give a feeling of security, we must do it. I have faith in you. I feel as though I was standing upon a rock. That rock is my faith in my fellow citizens. 
Eleanor's term as first lady ended in 1945 when Franklin died unexpectedly. But her work did not end there. Later that year, she was appointed by the new president Harry Truman as a delegate in the United Nations General Assembly. She would become the first chairperson of the United Nations Commission on Human Rights. She was instrumental in drafting the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which she called the International Magna Carta of All Men Everywhere. For the rest of her life, Eleanor campaigned for the vulnerable sections of society from all over the world. She tirelessly worked to bring to light and help those in need. She is a symbol of hope for the impoverished and weak and traveled globally to continue her activism. She continued her advocacy by also writing her column almost every day until she passed away on the 7th of November 1962 at the age of 78. Eleanor's story is one of persistence and consistency. Initially, she was regarded as the most controversial first lady, but today she is referred to as the first lady of the world. Eleanor is one of the most esteemed women in the world. She changed the role of what a first lady should do and encouraged those born into privilege to campaign for those who weren't born with the same luck. These things must be well understood because even though you pass you accept treaties and countries ratify those treaties the real change which must give to people throughout the world their human rights must come about in the hearts of people we must want our fellow human beings to have rights and freedoms which give them dignity and which will give them a sense that they are human beings that can walk the earth with their heads high and look all men in the face if we observe these rights for ourselves and for others i think we will find that it is easier in the world to build peace because war destroys all human rights and freedoms so in fighting for those we fight for peace with this we reach the end of today's episode we would love to know how the story of eleanor roosevelt has inspired you share your thoughts by connecting with us on our social media handle at eblog media on instagram twitter and linkedin For more stories of immaculate women who shattered glass ceilings, subscribe now to the Women in History podcast.